Hey, what's going on, family, folk, and friends? This is your boy, your cousin, your nephew, Rod Sproul, and I'm your host of the Edify You podcast, where we're merging theology and therapy in order to transform our lives. DJ, drop that beat. Hey, what's going on, family, folk, and friends? Listen, this is your boy, your cousin, your nephew, Rod Sproul, and I am so glad that you have decided to come back inside of the podcast. And look, we have a special guest on today. I'm so glad to have the lovely, the gorgeous Mrs. Ocelia Sproul. Let's give it up. Let's give it up for Miss Ocelia. <laughs> hey, Miss Ocelia Sproul. <laughs> Hey, husband, <laughs> or husband, as I like to call you. It's so formal. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Hey, y'all, we have an exciting episode for you on today. But listen, before we jump into it, I want to encourage you, follow me on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter at Rod L. Sproul. So let's, we can always stay connected. Let's stay connected. Let's vibe. Let's, let's just do what it is we do. But we've been talking about depression and, you know, on last week in the last episode, we talked about what it looks like to actually grow out of our depression. Listen, this depression thing is serious. It's not something that you can just think it through or you can just get rid of it in a day. No, there are some practical steps and some practical things that you need to do in order to get rid of this depression. And it takes time. But on today, I have some help on today. Now, Silly, you have done some pageantry, so you kind of understand some level of achievement. You've reached some achievement, right? Uh, right. Tell us a little bit about, about, your, about your achievement and, and what that looked like. Well, yes. Yeah, so for me, this episode is so timely um, with the death of Chesley recently yeah. because... In the pageant community, we felt it really hard. I have been involved in the pageant world for about 20 years. And I started when I was in high school mm -hmm. and, you know, was training, doing all of the, the things I needed to do as far as the communication training, the etiquette right, training, right, right. talent. I was a classical pianist at the time. Right. And uh, I ultimately became Miss Black USA in 2011. Right, and so right. that was the culmination of my pageant journey. I reigned as a national queen and then retired shortly after that. Okay. <laughs> and okay. Uh, now I've just been coaching and working with uh, young ladies who are competing for a number of years gotcha so so you worked hard most of your adult life yeah my 20s uh-huh most of your 20s to achieve something you put in a lot of work yeah i mean you put in a lot of blood sweat and tears perhaps yes a lot of money i would imagine as mm -hmm. well right yes. in order to reach a goal right? right now when you reach that goal what was the reason 
and or the reasons why you wanted to accomplish that national title? Like, why oh. did you want to do that? Yeah. Well, when I was about 19, God woke me up in the middle of the night gotcha. and he gave me a strategy for my pageant competitions. Mm. I just started, like I said, I started when I was 17, but when I was 19, I was a, a new Christian mm -hmm. and I remember being woken up in the middle of the night and the Lord just gave me the strategy. It just came to me mm -hmm. where I was going to win different titles, the local level, state level, right, and eventually right. the national level right, right. because he had given me a ministry to girls and women. Gotcha. I was working with teen girls at the time at the ministry he gave me and so he instructed me what I was what it was revealed to me what mm -hmm. was laid on my heart mm -hmm. is that with each title I would win that I would get access to minister and to influence more young women oh wow that's big so if that's I won a title in my county I would access girls in that county in my okay. city girls in that city state girls throughout the state all the way up to a national level so gotcha. my gotcha. desire to win was primarily for the ministry God had given me because I wanted that influence gotcha. and then I also needed the money for school well, <laughs> the scholarship it does take a few dollars for school that's for sure <laughs> so yeah that that was my main ambition and uh, I, I enjoyed it it was fun I could right, perform right. my talent I could right. model and dress up and be in the community and meet people and right, speak right. so it was just the best of all worlds i could do all these amazing yeah. things and be this representative in the community so gotcha. yeah plus get scholarship money for plus it and, and minister it. so it was perfect wow so were you given any type of promises uh after you won Mm -hmm. th that particular uh, title? Oh, yes. Uh, I had a prize package. Okay. And I okay. did get some things in my prize package, but some things didn't happen. Mm. But the biggest disappointment uh, that came because I did become depressed when I was Miss Black USA wow. is wow. there were so many people that supported that had donated. I mean, I had went around getting donations, people helping me right. out, doing fundraisers, getting sponsors. Right. And so many people were proud of me once I finally won Miss Black USA. Of course. But the biggest disappointment should. was I didn't really do a lot throughout the year. Mm -hmm. I had a couple of months where I had appearances. I did the NAACP Image Awards, mm -hmm. New York Fashion Week, things like that. Mm -hmm. But the majority of the year, mm -hmm. I was at home in Dallas working my regular little $35,000 a year job, what? living with my roommates. <laughs> my life did not completely change <laughs> like minute, I thought it minute, would. And minute. I was embarrassed. So you reached a national title, uh -huh. a national title yeah. you, that you had worked hard for. In fact, I think you said that you had... Uh, uh, competed for this particular title how many times before? Well, you can only compete for Miss Black USA once, once but okay. I had competed in Miss Black Texas three times. Three times. Before I won Miss Black Texas and qualified to go to nationals. So after you went to nationals and you won nationals, you thought it was going to be this and it was going to be that but it happened oh, yeah. to only be just a little bit of... <laughs> yeah, I had, I had this idea in my mind. Wow. And as most girls do when they uh, compete and do something like that, and most people around me, honestly, right, right. Uh, who had never done a pageant, they thought I, my life was about to change. Everybody was telling right. me, oh, you about to be on the map. Your life is about to change. Get ready. And I'm like, no. None of that L happened. Life is the same. Wow. I'm still 
Wow. You know, barely making money, still living wow. with my roommates. <laughs> wow. Still, you know, here in Dallas, I'm not traveling as much as I had hoped. Wow. And so it really, really bothered me because people would come to me like, hey, what are you doing next? Where are you going to be? And right. I'm like, I didn't have an answer for them sometimes. Yeah. yeah, I just had a few months of the year where I had things I was doing, but a lot of the time I was home and it was it was very disappointing. So wow. I had an expectation for that opportunity to catapult my ministry and my success uh-huh. but I never should have put that faith in that opportunity wow. like that so this is this is big like yeah this is this is big because literally what you're saying is that you worked hard to mm-hmm. achieve something mm-hmm. uh but when those uh certain promises and everything else that you thought was going to happen mm-hmm. it didn't happen like that caused some depression, as you said. Oh, yeah. I was so embarrassed. I mean, I wouldn't get up in the morning. Wow. I would lay in bed. It was just this dark, dark cloud. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Talk talk more about that, about, about what you were experiencing as a result of being let down. I mean, because yeah. that, that's, that's real. Some people may say that, you know, it's all in your head or you just mm-hmm. making stuff up or just drink some water or, you know, or some ginger ale and lay down. You'd be all right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but talk about that. What I mean, explain that what you were going through at that time. Yeah, I felt like a failure. Wow. And that I was disappointing everyone. My God. And I had worked many years because remember, I told you I was 17 when I started. I was 26 when I won Miss Black USA. Wow. And so. Almost 10 years later. Yeah, yeah. literally. I had a 10 year career of competing pretty much. But I just felt like I was a failure. I did all this work, raised all this money, went through all of these efforts and rehearsals and practices and training. And I wasn't getting the experience that I yeah. thought. I was going to get. And so I literally would be in the bed in the morning, Mm. wouldn't get up. I mean, it took so much for me to get up. Um, I literally would just not want to talk to anyone. But here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I would go out. And people didn't know I was dealing with depression. My own roommates didn't know. So you were living Mm -hmm. regularly. Regularly. I can't talk. But you were living and nobody knew you had depression but you. Nobody knew. I was in such... Nobody knew. Nobody knew. The only person that knew (laughs) was a friend of mine who lived in Houston at the time. Uh Uh And he had called me and he was like, hey... When I was praying, God showed me that you're walking through a desert. Are you okay? My God. And I was like, "Uh, actually, this is what I'm feeling. And, you know, I confided in him and he and he talked to me and he was like, it sounds like you maybe." he didn't tell me that's what it was. He said, you sure, may be sure. going through some depression or whatever. And I, I went and I looked it up and I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I think this is what's going on with me. Yeah. Now, what I should have done at that time was get a therapist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but I, of mm-hmm. course, I wasn't making a lot of money and I sure. didn't see how to get the money right, for a therapist. Right, right, right. And so I was just like, God, I don't know how to get out of this. You got to help me. My God. And it wasn't until I cried out to God in the middle of the night one night, I remember I just woke up and I was just crying profusely. Like, I'm so shocked I didn't wake up the rest of my roommates because it was so loud and I was wailing on the floor. Wow. In the middle of the night. And I was just like, I just don't know what to do. I was just crying out to God. And I finally, I think I may have fallen asleep on the floor right after I got off the floor. 
um, the, the next morning, I got a call from someone with an opportunity. And mm-hmm. that began the me getting out of that dark place. Okay. And so I know okay. that's not going to be the same for everybody, right, you know, because right, I, I right. wish I would have went to a therapist. I wish right. I would have seen somebody. Right. Um, but everyone is going to um, get out of it, you sure. know, whatever, whatever way they need to get out of it. Sure. But for me, the fact that I was able to slowly get out of it after that point, um, once that opportunity came, that let me know it was really situational. Right. And that I really, in my heart, had put too much stock in my success mm. and my ambition. And it's easy to allow our circumstances, right, Mm -hmm. to dictate how we are feeling or dictate uh, what's taking place uh, intellectually and mentally. And it's and and, and that's literally what it sounds like it happened. I mean, you were you were laying down and and you you couldn't get up. I mean, did you have any other type of sickness? I mean, do you have any type of issues like that? I didn't have any other like physical sicknesses or ailments that i can think of i know i wasn't eating as much but i would still go out Mm, and eat with people it was nothing visible that anyone could see but when i was at home i didn't eat as much i noticed that about myself but um roommates had no clue oh no they thought i was i mean i would come out of my room and and it wasn't like i was trying to put up a facade this is what is interesting i wasn't trying to it's just when i would get out and get to work and meet with my friends and do things for some reason, I didn't have the, er- I didn't feel the darkness as much at that point. I got you. It was when I got back alone with myself ah, I got that you. I would feel it. I when I was you. with them, I was more functional. I got you. But when I would get and seclude myself, that's when everything would hit me. And it's it's also fascinating because yeah. you said that while you were in that moment, mm-hmm. and or as your friend said, in that desert place, mm-hmm. you use your theology. Yeah. To help you at least, you know, come out of it a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I started to. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is, yeah, I called out to God. I used my theology. I I used what I knew. Mm -hmm. But I know I would have gotten out of it quicker Mm. had I gotten the professional help, too. That's big. (laughs) That's big. You know? That's big. So if I had gotten the professional help, I'm very confident. That's big. I would have gotten out of that place sooner. Right. And, and, and. You know, it's, it's, it's very true. God can help us. Mm-hmm. God does help us. He does, God yeah. will help us. Right. But there's nothing wrong with having someone else to walk alongside of us. Absolutely. As we come out of this. I mean, it, I mean, it wasn't it was not good for Adam to be alone. Yes. It, it was not good for you to be alone. Right. Yes. But yet God allowed you to come out of that with some other opportunities and not to say again, not to say, you know, someone needs the opportunities as an opportunity to 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 uh, to heal you and to help you. But whatever the case may be, you use your theology and you grew out of that. And now where are you at dealing with depression and yes. with, uh, how, how are you coping with that? Are oh. you seeing a therapist now or what? Oh, yes, I do see a therapist now. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I do not deal with depression since that time years okay, ago. Yeah, I have not dealt good. with it. Um, but I just see a therapist now just for my own well-being and wholeness and healing gotcha. and overall. I think we I all you. need that. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the way I see therapists mm-hmm. uh, as a woman of God, as a believer, the way I see it is God created therapists and that all disciplines that study the mm-hmm. brain, mm-hmm. the mind, like people, sure. human psychology, human sure. behavior, all of those disciplines from math, everything under the sun. Mm-hmm. 
God created it. Wow. Yeah. We're just discovering it. God created the body and That's the mind. Good. We're and just discovering it. Yeah. And so um, the way I see it, those who work in that profession, they're in a profession where they are discovering and helping people with the tools and the resources to cope with how God created them and how God created this life yeah. and how they can walk through those things empowered. Wow. Yeah. That's they're big. just they're just discovering and helping to uncover what God has already designed and helping people to yeah. be equipped That's big. to heal. That's big. Mm-hmm. Well let me ask you this, you know, um as we close out this this particular episode here. Um because it's it's clear that um you worked hard, you wanted to achieve a goal you achieved it and it's clear that no matter the level of achievement Mm -hmm. people can still experience depression yeah it it doesn't matter if you don't achieve it doesn't matter if you do achieve it yeah depression does not matter i mean it it doesn't care it doesn't discriminate and it doesn't care about your achievements (laughs) absolutely depression does not care how good you look not at all (laughs) or how your outside looks right yeah doesn't discriminate so we have listeners here who are um, dealing with depression. Mm-hmm. Some have achieved some things. Some may not have achieved some things. Some are trying to achieve some things. But whatever the case may be, depression, as you stated, does not discriminate. Yeah. Right? Right. So with this last question, encourage our, our listeners here the importance of of course having your theology of knowing that you need God mm-hmm. to be rooted in but the importance of also having that therapist, because if you had a therapist then yeah. to walk alongside of you, uh, do you think perhaps that, you know, uh, some things may have uh, been, been different for you as far yeah, as your absolutely. life and so forth? Absolutely. I think had I received counseling at that point, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, I think I would have gotten out of the depression sooner, but I also think I would have been equipped with some tools mm-hmm. to get out of it regardless of the situation. Cause mm-hmm. what sparked it was the change coming in my situation. Mm-hmm. Me having, me having an opportunity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but had I received counseling, I would have had some tools to help me to overcome yeah. it despite yeah. what was happening in yeah. my life. Wow, wow. Mm-hmm. And those tools for those who are listening can typically come from a therapist. Yes, you need that theology. Yeah, you need to be rooted in God. And guess what? Prayer works. But there's an application of prayer that can come from someone who has spent their time, who has devoted their training in helping you simply put a counselor and or therapist. Now, we're going to have... Some other interviews on here with some other uh, therapists and counselors, but I want to really encourage all of you who are listening under the sound of my voice is that you need theology and you need prayer, but you also should get a therapist because depression doesn't care what you look like. Depression doesn't care what you sound like, what you have achieved or what you have not achieved. It only cares about ruining your life. It's your job to bring someone alongside of you who can help you live out your life with practical tools and practical steps in order to transform your life in the way God wants it to be transformed. So, Ocelia, is there anything else that you want us to know about how you were using your theology and or your therapy in that particular time in your life? 
I really didn't think that I used the theology, the understanding of God that I had. And had I done that, that would have really helped me as well. So for instance, I was not really disciplined in doing, you know, the disciplines, the spiritual disciplines of the faith. My prayer life was weak. I would go to church, but I wasn't consistent. I wasn't really engaging in uh, my community. I wasn't in worship regularly. I was typically a girl who would have my own worship time, uh, you know, very, very, um, you know, just throughout the day in the morning, typically. So just the fact that I didn't even tap in and utilize my theology, I know that that impacted this journey in my depression. So thank you for listening to today's episode of Edify You, where we are merging our theology and therapy in order to transform our lives. Come back next week where we will hear more mind-blowing testimonies and opportunities to figure out what we need to do and to help us build up our lives in the way God wants us to go. We'll see you next time. Love you, bless you, and we'll talk with you soon. Peace.